Welcome to the Numlock Podcast. I am Walt Hickey. Uh, the Numlock Podcast is a once-a-month podcast edition of uh, the Sunday Numlock Newsletter. It, it, it is an interview with somebody who wrote something pretty cool uh, in the previous week. And this week, we have the one and only Ben Castleman of the New York Times on to talk about the American Time Use Survey. Uh, the American Time Use Survey is put on by the Department of Labor every year. It is this really fascinating survey that asks people to write down what happens in a day of their lives and basically allows the government to discern you know, how much time people are spending doing one thing or another. Uh, ben was at a really good series of articles with uh, Ella Cousy, also of the New York Times, uh, about how the pandemic year affected what we do and, and you know, what we watch, how we sleep, how we parent, things like that. And uh, it was just a real treat to have him on. Ben and I work together at a popular uh, culture and economics blog called 538, and it is always good to have him back. Uh, he can be found on Twitter at Ben Castleman. Uh, he can also be found at the New York Times, uh, both online and in the uh, print uh, Dead Tree edition. So you should check him out. He's wonderful. Um, so I hope you enjoy the interview. Check it out. Ben, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. You wrote a bunch of really cool stories dissecting the latest from a very interesting American time use survey. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what this survey is and, and what makes this year's most uh, most particularly interesting? Yeah, I mean, so the time use survey is this sort of crazy thing. Um, it's kind of a date uh, goldmine for you know us us data nerds. Uh, it's it's done by the Bureau of Labor Statistics every year, and they they literally ask people, thousands of people, to track one day of their daily life in extreme detail. So it's like I woke up at this time, and I you know brush my teeth and wash my hair to this you know from from seven fifteen to seven eighteen, and then I ate breakfast until seven twenty three or whatever. Um, and it's all categorized in all sorts of different ways, and it's a nationally representative survey, so you can break it down by sex and race and age and all of these things. Um, and you know, normally we sort of use it to understand the like long, slow shifts in the economy and in society and in American life, right? We're spending more time on our screens than we used to, where, you know, commutes have gotten longer, what, you know, all of these sorts of things that, you know, we track over years and, and decades. Um, and then, of course, you know, as with so many things, this year was uh, an unusual one. So, the the time use survey actually stopped collecting data for a couple of months in the <laughs> heart of the pandemic. You can kind of imagine why they maybe weren't um, so focused on that. But starting in May, they picked it back up again. And so we get this sort of amazing picture of how life looked in in the pandemic and in kind of the, the longer running months of the pandemic and how that compares to, to normal. And so it's this kind of amazing breakdown of all of the ways in which the pandemic disrupted our lives. Yeah, you had two really good stories with uh, our former, well, your colleague and our former colleague uh, together, Ella Cousy, uh, basically going into how, you know, different 
events and, and, you know, types of hobbies and things may have surged or whatnot. You know, you wrote among some of the biggest increases were telephone calls, lawn and garden care, relaxing and leisure. What else kind of took a hit and what else uh, really, really surged in the pandemic year? Yeah, I mean, so look, some of the things are are pretty obvious, right? We spent a lot less time commuting last year. Um, we spent a lot more time taking care of kids last year, although that one's a little complicated and maybe we can talk more about it. Yeah, I want to get into that a little bit, yeah. We spent a lot of time uh, on on Zoom calls and telephone calls and all of those kinds of communication. We spent a lot less time socializing, et cetera. Um, there are some that are maybe a little bit less obvious. We spent less time working, but that's because a lot fewer people were working, right? And most of these numbers are just sort of total population-wide averages, right? And so right. fewer people are working, that's less time on average. But actually, among the people who worked, uh, they worked about the same amount last year as they as they worked uh, in, in 2019, um, and then there's sort of like smaller ones. We actually spend a little more time sleeping last year, which is interesting. We spent um, more time cooking, more time, as you mentioned, on lawn care, kind of a lot of stuff taking care of um, taking care of the house, taking care of ourselves, more time exercising, less time grooming. Uh, no big surprise there. If you've uh, noticed anybody's hair getting long on the on the Zoom calls. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, we kind of a lot of these in some ways, it's those little things, I think, that are actually the more the more telling. Yeah, definitely. And kind of staying on work a little bit. I forget if this was in the first or the second story, but you wrote about how, you know, people were still going like when people were working, more of them were still kind of going into work than I think a lot of folks who may have uh, either a white collar job or, or, you know, were kind of transitioning to Zoom may have given it credit for. Yeah, I mean, I think that this is something, you know, this there were a lot of ways in which this data and people's response to the data really kind of reveals the, the bubbles that we all live in. Um, you know, most people who were working were still working in person last year. Now, remember, this is this is data, you know, from sort of mid-May through uh, through the end of the year. So it may have looked a little bit different in that, you know, late March, April, early May period when, you know, the lockdowns were their most intense. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people were, were working, were still, were still going into work every day last year. Um, and you can really see that when you look at the breakdowns by, um, by education, for example, or by, by race or by industry, sort of how unequal this fundamentally was. Like if you had a graduate yeah. degree, you probably spent most of your time last year working from home. First of all, you were more likely to keep your job, right? Because you were more likely right. to work in an industry where you were able to keep working. And then you were probably able to do it from home. If you look at the chart for, for you know, people with a high school diploma or less, there's like very little increase in at-home work. Like basically you either lost your job or you were going in in person there aren't a lot of jobs you know that require only a high school diploma where you can where you have the luxury of being able to work from home yeah now this is just like a really striking series of charts because again like it is just it's really just unaffected for for high school or less and then some college it's a little bit affected bachelor degree kind of went from being you know a little bit skewed to about half and half we're spending hours at home versus hours in a workplace but grad degree you're right like it is just kind of a it's a cross yeah, I mean, it just it goes straight from, you know, people spent more time working in the office to people spending less time there. You know, it's it's about a three hour swing. Right. Again, again, these are these are averages. Right. So, yeah, 
um, you know, it, in, in many cases, right, that's people going full time into the into the off and, and working from home. But yeah, it's a, it's a three hour th- swing on average of people working more in the office versus at home, more in, more at home versus in the office. Yeah, it's 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 wild. Um, you had some really interesting findings in this, and I guess the way that I want to frame it is like I guess you had really interesting findings around motherhood last year. It seemed like parenting absolutely shifted in some significant ways, but how you know the asymmetries worked out really kind of seemed to be a, a discussion about you know either unmarried mothers or or never married mothers versus mothers in general about how parents cared for the kids. Do you want to get into kind of what you found? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, childcare was one of the ones we sort of knew at the outset was just bound to be a really interesting question. I mean, obviously, anybody who had kids in the past year uh, knows what an insane year this was for, for parents. And pretty much anybody who didn't have kids, uh, I think, was aware as well as they saw kids, you know, popping onto Zoom calls and, um, you know, seeing parents like suddenly disappear from the from the screen as they went to, you know, pursue some unseen crash off screen. <laughs> um, so it's interesting that the American Time Use Survey mostly tracks what you what, what they call their your primary activity, kind of, you know, what you're what you're mostly you know, right now I am most my prime activity is, you know, recording a podcast. Um, even if I might occasionally be looking down at my phone or whatever in the middle of it, which I would never do to you, Walter. But of course uh, not. You know, no. In theory, if one were to look at their phone. <laughs> uh, but they do track uh, childcare slightly differently. So if you think about childcare, right, there's all of this time where you're doing it as your primary activity. You're giving the kids a bath. You're helping kids with homework, whatever it might be. But then there's right. a ton of other time where you're responsible for the kids while doing something else. You're cooking dinner, but you're also keeping an eye on the kids. You're, you know, cleaning the house, but you're also keeping an eye on the kids. And last year, it's that secondary child care, what was referred to as secondary child care, that saw this crazy explosion. And of course, it saw a particular explosion in terms of the amount of time that people spent working while keeping an eye on the kids. Um, You know, something, uh, you know, just a dramatic increase there. And as you said, right, there was a really big difference here between men and women. And there's sort of all sorts of things, that ways that we can that we can cut this. I mean, one of the things that I thought was really striking is that women on average spent 48 more minutes a day working while watching the kids wow. versus 16 minutes a day for men. So that's three times. And that actually really understates it in a lot of ways because this is this is average time regardless of whether you spend any time working. Right. So they're like, if you're not working at all, you're a zero in here among women who worked at all in a given day, worked for pay. I've had many people correct me here and and point out that parenting is also work, but but worked for pay is is more like two more hours a day for women. So, I mean, it's this really enormous impact where, you know, women went from, you know, really not. Uh, necessarily spending a lot of time in the day trying to do both of these things, work and childcare, to spending a ton of time doing it. And it's just much more for for women than for men. Yeah, it was interesting, again, like, you know, overall across the board, women spend more time caring for children than men, even in married households and that kind of stuff. About By about two hours, it looked like, maybe perhaps a little more, three? Yeah, um, 
you know, uh, I'm just actually looking here at the, yeah, I mean, it's sort of like eight hours versus five hours pre-pandemic. And then Um, it it seemed to married households to go up by roughly equivalent amounts, but still nevertheless, you know, women were spending an additional three hours or so uh, doing that compared to men. But again, it seems like a lot of the, you know, the the jump came from, from, again, either unmarried women or that kind of stuff, because single mothers seem to have an extremely difficult pandemic. Yeah, I mean, so this is super interesting. So, you know, as you said, um, women spend more time on average responsible for the kids, taking care of the kids, spend more time on on average than men, you know, kind of in every form of, of household. But yeah, for for married for married couples, the increase, the, the marginal increase during the pandemic was actually split relatively easily. They kind of both spent around an hour and 45 minutes more a day taking care of the kids. Um, in in unmarried households, right, it's like, you know, single women, single men, single women spent two hours and 45 minutes more per day taking care of kids last year than in 2019. For single men, it was 15 more minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, it really, you know, it shows a lot of things, right? It shows how much more burden there is on on women in these households. It also shows you, right, you know, what happened, you know, what happened for the kids, right? You know, on, on average, it's a little tricky when you start combining these things, right? But But at a first approximation, right, you get like, three and a half more hours of childcare time in a married household. Right. But only, you know, two hours and 45 more minutes in a, in a. Oh, interesting. So, right. So like the kids are getting, I mean, both, you know, the, the burden is less overwhelming on women in married households, but then also the kids themselves are actually getting more time with a parent um, in the married household. So it, it really, you know, there sort of inequality is abounding here. Yeah. It was, it was, again, it was, so interesting kind of watching how you're able to crack these out by different, um, I guess, cross tabs, so to speak. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of these charts that you had about age group stuff. Uh, it was really, really interesting seeing how, you know, there are things that we kind of know, like we do know that in general, older folks tend to spend a lot, the most time doing housework at home. They spend the most time watching TV or movies, but there were a few kind of inversions that ended up taking place over the pandemic. Um, the grooming one was especially interesting. I was wondering if you just wanted to go through some of what you found kind of looking at how different age demos uh, reacted to the, the, the year. Yeah. I mean, so this stuff is so interesting. Um, you know, for most activities, right, the the basic direction of the curves looked pretty similar across different um, different demographics, uh, even if the amount of time that they spent was was different. But there are a few exceptions. So, you know, I mentioned grooming earlier, how we all let our hair grow long and, <laughs> and you know, stop showering. Um, you know, not speaking for either of us, of course. No, of course. Uh, I am actually sporting a ponytail as we speak. Uh, Interesting. So, you know, that's, that's new. <laughs> Uh, but so so younger people, 15, so so, so uh, I should say for, for older people, kind of 25 on up, all the different groups spent less time grooming themselves last year. But the great exception is uh, is young people, 15 to 24 year olds, who actually spent more time grooming themselves. Meanwhile, exercise was exactly the opposite. Uh, older people all spent their time exercising more, and young people were like, well, forget it. I only need to look good on TikTok. I don't actually need to look good <laughs> in the real world. That's so funny. That's exactly what it is. Oh, man. I will say Ella Ella wanted our, our headline to be something about, uh, you know, more, uh, more time grooming our lawns and less time grooming ourselves or something. <laughs> but uh, we, we worried we might get into a little bit of uh, yeah. interpretational trouble there. 
Yeah, no, that would that would date you, and, and it, that would be rough. That would be that would be a tough one. That would be a tough headline to live down. <laughs> and then I, again, I also really enjoyed. Um, I found it really interesting that again the watching TV movies and videos stayed flat, whereas again the texting, phone calls, and videos exploded. And, and you know the the what people how often people watch things per day is endlessly interesting to me because I think that people think that teenagers are glued to their phones, but in actuality it is in fact older folks who watch the most screen time in general. So I guess uh, do you want to kind of get into some of that? Yeah, I mean, so this necessitated a whole bunch of time on the phone with BLS trying to understand how they categorize these things. Yeah. Um, because you know the the survey categories and they they freely admit this, right? The survey categories don't keep up. Uh, completely with uh, our changing our changing times although they, they put out this amazing your your readers and listeners will, will find this interesting maybe more so than yeah yeah, yeah. let's general go public will uh they put out what they call a lexicon where they have like all the different categorizations of time but then it includes like examples and i was very impressed that one of the examples was watching was, was recording tiktok videos <laughs> like haha they're 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 doing it is that texting or is that using computers or smartphones uh, that one actually fell under, um, uh, like, uh, uh, creative, um, Whoa. it was like arts and crafts. Yeah. Um, that makes a lot of sense. That's so wild. <laughs> so, but yeah, so they, they, the tracking of this stuff, I was like, you know, I was like, okay, well, like, where does watching YouTube fall? Uh, you know, where does, does Zoom count as, you know, video or does it count as phone calls? So the 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 watching TVs and movies like includes at least in theory uh, like YouTube videos you know watching you know watching videos on your phone watching videos on your tablet your computer whatever it is as well as you know Netflix or you know uh, or cable or you know whatever you know, rabbit ears um, <laughs> and then you know there's this kind of catch-all category of like using computers uh, we, we label it using computers or smartphones i think they they categorize it as like compute computer use for leisure not including gaming or something <laughs> and i was like so wait, what is that actually uh and it's like basically social media as far as i can tell um also like programming for fun but somehow i'm guessing that's not like a huge part of the the average person's day yeah i, I can't imagine that that is uh, eclipsing tiktok these days <laughs> Playing games, meanwhile, is another category which doesn't distinguish, unfortunately, between computer games and, like, board games. Oh, really? Um, so we have, like, no way of telling, like, whether people were spending their time playing, you know, Fortnite or Monopoly. I surmise, um, given the increase of about, like, what, 30 minutes in, in 18 to 24 is playing games, that they're not playing Monopoly for an extra half an hour a day. It's less likely that it's Monopoly. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, so the time, it's, it's interesting here. I mean, you have to, the scales get a little bit tricky because, you know, like, the TV lines look pretty flat, but actually, like, people were spending, you know, you know, 15 or 20 minutes more a day watching TV, which is not trivial, right? Whereas, like, uh, texting and phone calls and things were you know for the youngest group was was eight more minutes a day but that's just like a very big percentage increase right because like young people didn't used to talk on the phone at all uh before the pandemic right um but yeah i mean you do really see like young people spend a ton more time uh you know on phone and text and whatnot they spend a ton more time you know basically on social media they spend a lot more time playing games but they were not like it like the tv watching to your point is like really much more concentrated in an older in an older demographic yeah i think i want again like i know that you've been a fan of the survey for a very long time it is a wild survey that the government does i think it's just so interesting because like time feels like one of those extremely zero-sum things where 
you know, you can spend a minute doing one thing or you can spend it doing another. It's difficult to spend it doing both. And if you do, then it's still categorized in this, right? But I think it's just so interesting that the survey manages to really kind of clue into like what people care about. And the answer is like, you know, increasingly screens, increasingly sleep uh, and how those evolve over time. And anyway, it was just a really interesting cross section of stuff. No, it's an amazing survey. Like the fact that they do it is is just sort of incredible. And the fact they were able to do it last year is incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. It, it's a really tricky one uh, in some ways to write about from a journalistic standpoint because um, like there are all of these like strange, you know, all these sort of strange decisions around like, are we interested in population wide averages or are we interested among people who participated at all? Right. So, you know, like, yeah. Uh, you know how you know what? How much time did people spend working last year, right? You know the the average. I'll I'll, I'll look this up as we uh, <laughs> as we talk here and remind myself of what the actual uh, what the actual average um, time because I think this is sort of a good illustration of it. So the the average amount of time spent working last year was about three hours a day right but not right. very many people work three hours a day no it's very rare to work three hours a day that's pretty it's very rare to work three hours a day yeah. so the the average time conditional on working at all was like seven and a half hours which makes right? far more sense which yeah. makes way more sense right but only you know 40 percent or something of the population works at all on a given day and so you know then you get this weird three hour thing and so we're like all you know we're sort of being forced to think through like well, do we care among parents how much time they spent caring for kids? Do we care among parents who spent any time pe- caring for kids how much time they spent? Because, like, hey, we might want the zeros among parents. So it, it's this yeah. sort of complicated decision, you know, uh, thought process of like, what is it that we're actually interested in measuring here? Um, that gets a little tricky, but but no, it's it's an amazing data set that kind of that, that does, as to your point, like really does show how life changed last year. Yeah, well, Ben Castleman, you write about economics and business for the New York Times. Uh, you can be found, I believe, in the business section, yeah, uh, of the New York Times. Business section? Do we do we still have sections? Yeah, uh, and you can find me in print in the business section, or, or uh, you know, you can you can find we have a website. Uh, That's right. You frequently stuff. appear in the Dead Tree edition of the New York Times, which people <laughs> should buy. Um, and then anywhere else, any anywhere else, folks can find you. Yeah, I'm on I'm on Twitter at Ben Castleman. Excellent. All right. Well, hey, Ben, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much to Ben for coming on. Be sure to follow him on Twitter and in the New York Times. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed, be sure to drop a rating somewhere. The Apple Corporation likes that. And uh, thank you for reading Unlock News. Unlock News.